Welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men. Uh, Tony Pickenich, Tyler Dyes, Tom Pickenich, Eric Johnson, and John Gallietta via the phone. Uh, we are back. Football last night. Very happy to see. Patrick Mahomes doing very Patrick Mahomes-like things, but that's perhaps not the biggest part of the Kansas City offense. Last night, it was the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire show. They ran the ball. Uh, Edwards-Hilaire ran for, what, 138 yards? That's the most in the Patrick Mahomes era that a running back's ever ran for for that team. And adding another dimension to that offense just makes it so much more dangerous. Because when you have, unfair. Yeah, when you have Patrick Mahomes who could throw the ball for literally billions upon billions of yards, and now you have a very serviceable back, it seems like, anywhere on the field outside of the uh, goal line. That's the only weakness Clyde Edwards-Hilaire showed to me was on the goal line. He had like nine different attempts from the one or two-yard line and couldn't get in the end zone. It, it makes them a dangerous team. Imagine they would have gotten Leonard Fournette and have a real goal line back. I'm thinking, imagine if they picked Jonathan Taylor over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Well, after one game, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is looking like the good pick. Listen, both are going to be good players, I think. He didn't catch a pass last night and still had that type of production. They didn't even watch him as a threat out of the backfield. And much to my chagrin, because I had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over 26 yards receiving last night, he didn't hit that. He had zero. Didn't catch one damn pass. If he did, that would have been it. Yeah, probably. He would have would have busted it. Pass and been forty yards. Yep, would have busted it open for me. But it's good to have football back. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is prior to the game, uh, after the national anthem, but before kickoff, the Chiefs and Texans stood on the field for a moment of unity that was originally met by boos from the Kansas City fans. That's so ridiculous. And then it did turn to cheers later in the moment of unity, but it, it there were some pretty clear boos to start. Why are you booing? Honestly. I don't understand. Like, this isn't 20, what was it, 16 when Kaepernick was kneeling during the anthem? Is it, yeah, that sounds about right. 2016, 20, 2015, whatever year it was. This isn't that year anymore. It's not... The protest has grown so much further than when Kaepernick was wearing socks that said fry piggies. Like, it's not the same... It is the same protest, but it wasn't during the national anthem. No. It wasn't during any type of thing that could disrespect the flag or the United States. So you can't even, like, confuse it with that or make it about that because it's not. You can't say it's disrespectful to the United States because it's not aimed at anything... Representing our men in uniform, all the arguments that people made back then. Like, it's completely ridiculous that people are still getting upset when they see these guys kneeling or standing together on the field with arms locked. It's just, they're trying to send a message of, it's not okay what you're doing anymore, and we're standing up for it. And it's completely, it's protest. That's part of, what, the First Amendment, freedom of speech and freedom of protest. That's part of the United States. You want to live here? You got to accept all of them, not just some of them. You, you, you can't only you can't only be okay with it when it's convenient to be. Exactly. Everybody has the right to say what they believe and believe what they believe. It's that's the beautiful thing about being in the United States. You can express yourself any way you want, as long as you're not uh, telling a lie that could hurt somebody. Yeah, I. I but aside from that. It's just so good to have football back. Oh my god! Did you it see? Great. Did wow. you see Andy Reid's 
face guard. No. You didn't what? see it? Yeah, I didn't see it. It was all over social media. So he had attached to his hat right. like a plastic oh. guard. Oh, good for him. It was fogged up within 25 say, seconds. Trish, I can imagine. Trish has a point because if if he didn't see it, I bet Andy Reid couldn't even see out of it either. So. And there's there's no way in hell Andy Reid could actually see what he was doing. At the end of the game, he just had it up so he could see his play sheet and see what actually was going on. Yeah. Because it was so like, that was the beginning like of the game. Man that was before kickoff. Like basically, like, like at halftime of the game. See, why would you choose to go that crazy. route and not just the regular mask? Like a traditional mask, I feel like would be less invasive. That's than that's that. the uh, route Sean McVay went to, uh, at least in Hard Knocks, head coach of the Rams. That just doesn't make any like. You, okay, I understand people need to be able to hear clearly what you're saying because a misheard word could ruin the entire play on the field. I get that, but. Wearing a mask just seems simpler. They make technology where you can wear a mask and have a little thing on it that projects the sound from your voice. Maybe he was hoping that it wouldn't fog up his glasses. No. Even I, that. I think what the idea it? was that like people Andy on Reed the field could like you know read his lips through the visor, but then you know the whole thing got fogged up completely. So I don't know how effective that was, you know. So. But why are you trying to read? I don't think people are reading the coach's lips. Oh, no, that's not true. That's why every coach covers Especially their mouth when they call plays. Right, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, John's saying no, like, he wants players in the no, field to read his lips. I don't know if it was that close situation. He's, like, trying to, like, you know, like, you know, tell him, you know, hurry, hurry up. Like, you know, get to the line of scrimmage, you know, something like that. You know, not like he's communicating a play call or anything. Right, no, but, but hurry up, You know, John. something minor like that. Hurry up could be easily shown through, like, just waving your arm and like hurry up I, isn't I, you something get the you need point, to. Though, all right? I'm just saying that's probably what the thinking was. As we're saying this, I pull up Instagram and NFL memes put a post uh, earlier this morning. It said Andy Reid looked like Iron Man if Iron Man only ate Whoppers with the face. <laughs> you could definitely fit a cheeseburger in under that visor. Oh, 100%. no two ways about it. See, that's that was the I real just, reason. I just don't understand and why I love you Andy wear Reed that too. instead and of just Andy's a mask. A great He's and also these big red. These people really like these players and these coaches. I understand why they're wearing masks, but at the same time, if you're all going to see each other all day anyway and you're not social distancing because there's no way to social distance on the sideline, during plays, when you're playing, a mask really isn't doing that much. It's yeah. sure it's my helping a little is, bit. My guess is either for the sideline reporters or the referees. Even still, like that team is seeing each other all the time, and then all these people are coming into close contact with other people. You can't avoid this. You just have to hope that the other people that you're seeing are being safe, and they're not going out and partying and doing all these stupid things. We're seeing all these college kids doing right now as college returns. It's just the league itself shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to wear a mask being in the league. Like I understand if you want to, go ahead, but. It's not really going to do that much. Where where you're right next to somebody and you're smushed up against them, it's not. You're you're still making contact with people. You're still touching things they're touching. It's not when you're especially as a head coach, you're handing your clipboard off to different people. You're talking to different people about things. You're going to be really close to somebody, and that little face shield isn't going to do shit for you. Any uh, any initial comments on uh, the DeAndre Hopkins list? Uh, Houston Texans offense. I'm gonna start with Tom because I know he was hoping for a lot out of Brandon Cooks last night. I was, and it never came. Uh, what do you think they looked like without DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, if this is the first step going forward, Trish is eating cheese. DeAndre Hopkins, it's a cry for help. 
if you're a Texans fan, you now are feeling the the ravageness, if that if that's even a word, of Bill O'Brien. It's terrible. And now they're going to have to actually start paying for it. No more DeAndre Hopkins bailing them out. Now they have to realize that their line is bad. The receivers aren't the greatest thing. And while he does have some good players, it's not enough. I mean, Will Fuller does not possess the ability to catch a ball cleanly for some reason. Every single ball thrown his way, it seemed like it was bobbled and he hung, and he hung on to it. But, oh man. Jesus. Honestly. We're not sponsored. Every single ball that was thrown to Will Fuller just bobbled. They Randall Cobb had one target. It was at the end of yeah. the game. Uh, DeAndre Carter was their goal line target. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's it. not... That's not what the offense should be. You should have DeAndre Hopkins in that situation, but you gave him up for David Johnson, who, granted, did have a very good game. David Johnson played very well last night, his first game back. And David Johnson playing, he showed a little bit of resurgence from that one stellar year when he was a Cardinal. But, and I, you know, I expect that he's gonna, they're going to use him a lot just because Bill O'Brien wants to prove people wrong. But even then, him playing running back or receiving back is still not going to be enough. They still have to get a chemistry going with the other receivers because if you just use David Johnson and Darren Fells and Will Fuller and don't look for your other receivers. Darren Fells had a good game too. Yeah, or if you don't look for your other receivers or anyone else, then it, it kind of just puts the team into shambles, especially when you have a bad line. Eric, any initial... Uh... First impressions of the Texans okay, offense. So first of all, Will Fuller. You were talking about him with the, you know, he was bobbling every ball. My guess is that he's being extra precautious this year because he doesn't want to end up on injured reserve for the. Third he year is always run. hurt. He's always with hurt, that, Will Fuller. With that said, when he is healthy, he is a good wide receiver. He's not great, but he's a good wide receiver. The thing I want to see more about the Texans is I want to see David Johnson involved more in the passing game as a receiving back. And the other thing I was going to say about the Texans, my God, Tyus Howard was getting destroyed on that offensive line yeah. last night. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't pretty from an offensive line standpoint, but it, it hasn't Chris been Jones for the Texans in years. Every time from that one side. Did you see that one play Howard had where he absolutely just – you know, stopped moving, and he just watched Watson get uh, blown up yeah. by Frank Clark. Yeah, and pretty sure, by the way, pretty sure Howard was a first-round pick. Yeah, and I think, uh, they, wait, not, uh, was that last year? Or, like, the, I think he was, I think they took him because they wanted Andre Dillard, the Eagles uh, tackle that they took. Titus Howard went 23rd overall in the 2019 draft. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Dillard went one pick before him, I'm pretty Granted, sure. he was on the all-rookie wanted, team last year. Yeah, I just saw that. He's on the all-rookie team. It, it, it's a poor. He was he got hurt last year too into reserve. By the way, in November. The, the next three picks after Titus Howard not looking great already for Houston. Houston's yeah. had a tough Josh reputation Jacobs, when it comes Hollywood to Brown, yeah. Montez Sweat. Yeah, when it comes to the <laughs> trades they've made, it and the picks they give up, and then you see who goes. I mean, Titus Howard was it, it filled a need on the offensive line, but. You look at Josh Jacobs. They went out and traded for David Johnson, a running back they need. They needed a running back. Josh Jacobs was there. Instead, they trade perhaps the best wide receiver in football, an arguable statement to make, and they draft an offensive lineman. They trade their wide receiver for a running back, and now it just seems like there's holes everywhere. Would you rather have Josh Jacobs and DeAndre Hopkins or Titus Howard and David Johnson? Even further down, they could have had A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, and McCole Hartman. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been a reach. I just want to say something else. Let's not forget that he did end up trading DeAndre Hopkins and didn't even get a first-round pick out. Yeah. 
which could have yeah. been used to acquire someone else. Could have recouped great some first-round picks there. So, so this is, you know, John, this is primarily you. Um, yeah. For people who are upset about the Jamal Adams trade and saying, oh, my God, why is there, why is it, you know, we could have gotten so much more for Jamal Adams. They got a first-round pick, which the, one of the best receivers in the NFL you couldn't get for. So. Yeah. Yeah. At, like, yeah. No matter what you think of the Jamal trade, right, there is some, like, uh, value, at least at, like, at the floor, you know, like uh, – whether we make those picks turn into something, can, you know, because we're the Jets, is another thing entirely. But we have the assets to make something, yeah. potentially. Now, it's probably going to be a late first, but it's still a first, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's going to produce a player who can at least step in and play. Exactly. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, I just know, as of today, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been seeing the news out of training camp. Denzel Mims, our second-rounder receiver, another hamstring injury, probably going on IR for the next three weeks uh-huh. so another I'd be, big blow for us I'd, I'd be surprised but I did see one of your defensive linemen take a swing at your quarterback in training camp before so the, the bar set pretty low for the Jets at camp that was one of the best yeah. things that ever happened ever Geno Smith getting punched by IKM Kapali and then the Jaguars <laughs> picking him up Mm-mm. who was it the Bills the Bills, the Bills who Rex Ryan was the head coach yep, of yep 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 <laughs> Immediately, a great guy. Uh, let's go around the other leagues uh, real quick before we hit Sunday spreads. This this year, new segment. We're gonna do three games picking against the spread, and uh, for betting purposes. Uh, except if you're under 21, then it's entertainment purposes only. Like for looking example, at me. Looking at you. This is for entertainment. Looking at purposes. Eric. Looking at John. You're not looking at me, but you're talking to me yet. But I get. Yeah. Uh, John, are you under just, 21? Yeah, John. For about another two months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Celtics currently lead at halftime in Game 7 of uh, the Celtics-Raptors series. It's 50-46. to The Nuggets came back today, got the win against the, the Clippers, and uh, the Lakers go up 3-1 against Houston. Yeah. Wow. Looking at the way that series started, like, you wouldn't think that would be the outcome. There's, I just really... Yeah, the way the Rockets just ran them over in Game 1. beat the shit out of them yeah. in Game 1. And then all of a sudden, now they're 3-1 up in the series. I just really don't want Clippers-Lakers conference final. That's just... I, I am I am dying it. for Clippers-Raptors NBA finals. I, I would love that. How do you feel about Lakers-Nuggets mm. Western conference finals? Yeah. Tony, I told, you, I told you this last night, but I said I wanted Lakers-Heat. Lakers-Heat's good, too. That'd be cool. Yeah. The, the best two are Lakers-Heat and Clippers-Raptors. That's yeah. the best too. I like Lakers Celtics too. Well, eh. Come on. It's still Why? Has, Wait. It still just, has just the. It, to yeah, it, it does, but. Revenge, um, NBA finals. Nostalgia, like from the biggest oh, like rival. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Pat Riley connection. Is that it? Not even way back. Ten years LeBron. ago. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I just mean historically. Also, twelve years ago. You know, he's still angry that LeBron left and went back to Cleveland. Like uh, that Boston LA rivalry goes back to yeah, like Larry the 60s. Bird. And it was back for the Larry, Larry Bird, Bill, Bill Russell, Bill Russell Will Chamberlain. It's true. I was thinking Larry Bird and uh, Magic. Yeah, back further than that. I know. Yeah, that's what that what's that's where my mind immediately goes to. Um, this game seven something. I'm really pulling for the Raptors, but the Celtics should have salted this game away in game six. Yeah, they had an opportunity to put yeah. the Raptors away. Uh, and the Raptors just played very well down the stretch. You know, single overtime, double overtime. They did. They played a very well, a very good game. Amazing clutch shot from Kyle Lowry. Uh, heavily contested, drained it. And uh, Norman Powell with a great game too in Game Six. 
Top three scores so far for Celtics are, I think it was Jalen Brown with 15, Marcus Smart with 12, and Jason Tatum with 11. Uh, let's take a look at the NHL real quick. Last night, the Dallas Stars took a 2-1 lead over the yeah. Golden Knights. Uh, overtime goal from Alexander Radulov. It's really unfortunate. And in, stars. in Game 3 stars of the Eastern wagging. Conference Final, the Islanders have blown a 3-1 lead against Tampa Bay. It is now 3-3 with six minutes left in the third period. What happened? It was 3-1 oh. in the what? The first? It was 3-1 going into the third. Oh, no. I bet they wish they had Robin Leonard. What's that actual series tied at? That series, it's 2 nothing Tampa Bay right now. Okay, nice. thanks, John. <laughs> and then Nick Bukestad. Nick Bukestad traded uh, from the Pittsburgh Penguins to the Minnesota Wild for a conditional seventh-round pick. Uh, base, yeah, basically just a dumping of salary by the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you want any more hockey news, our last episode of Tight Jossing is up. We talked about some hockey rumors. And uh, we broke down the conference finals a little bit more. You haven't been there. You've been working. We addressed that on the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. When are you doing the episodes? What Thursdays time? at like what? 6. Oh, yeah. I'm working at 6. Yeah, I know. You should do it at like 9. Well, so we did it last night early because the football game, we wanted to watch it. So. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. Working. You didn't oh. even text me. Yeah, I know because I knew you were working. That hurts. Right now. <laughs> I knew you were working. That hurts. <laughs> you could have just, okay. But next Thursday, you got to do it later. So yes, that I can I will, we will do it later next Thursday. You'll probably be here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what so. are you going to be doing? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's look at this Sunday's games. This is Sunday spreads. Lines uh, are courtesy of DraftKings. Ooh, I got the lines. I want to say the lines. Well, can I give Kyle and Zach's pick first? No. I'm just going gonna, gonna to say the lines, and then you can say their picks. Well, no, no, no. We're only picking three games each. So you got to find three games you like. If someone else says and I, I got to pick the underdog? No, what? You got to pick what games you like with the spread. You want me to tell you how Kyle and Zach did it? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. So Kyle this weekend has the Colts minus eight and a half, the Seahawks minus two and a half, and the Rams plus two and a half. Can I have something similar to them or no? Yes. Okay. Zach has the Ravens minus seven and a half, the 49ers minus six and a half, and the Seahawks minus two and a half. Okay. You want to hear okay. what I... Okay, so it's just yeah. you're picking the spread. You All pick right. three games that you like the spread. Okay. I have... Um, I actually put them in a parlay. I have the Colts. I got the Colts at minus eight, but I still like them at minus eight and a half. So I'm taking the Colts at minus eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I have the Eagles at minus five and a half against Washington. Yep. And I have... Uh, the Colts are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, by the way. And I have the Seahawks. I got them at minus three, but I still... I'm fine with them at minus three. I got the Eox, Seahawks minus two and a half against the Falcons on the road. And I put $5 on that parlay. That's going to get me 36 Okay. Yeah. And for the other ones, the Ravens are playing the Browns, 49ers playing the Cardinals, the Colts, Jacksonville, and the Rams have the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go to Trish. Three games, spread picks. Who do you like this weekend? All right, well, I mean, the obvious choice is the Baltimore Ravens minus 7.5. So you like the Ravens minus 7.5 against the They're Cleveland gonna Browns? They're going to blow the Cleveland Browns right, right out of the water. Uh, I like the Packers plus 2.5. I don't think they're going to lose that game. I think they're going to win. I okay. would take the Packers straight, but this is a spread. Yep. Um, even, even let's say, the Packers do lose that game, do you see them losing in, like, a by, blowout fashion? No, I see them losing. Losing a very tight yeah, game at very, the end. Like, it could tight. easily be a two-point margin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, if it, two points is tough because it's a little bit less than a field goal. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. That's the annoying thing because it's like 
oh, they lost by a field goal. Yeah. I still lose my bet. Whatever. I still think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win that game personally. Yeah. And uh, I like, I like the Bills minus six and a half. So you like the Bills minus six and a half? Yeah, against the Jets. They just got to win by a touchdown. I like that. Okay. Uh, Tom, what do you like? Uh, I like the Bears plus two and a half. I'm a firm believer that the Bears will actually be decent this That's year. against Detroit, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, I also have Seattle minus two and a half against Atlanta. Because yeah, it, it's just a weird line. The Seahawks are a really good football team. And yeah. I know they're on the road, but... They're only giving two and a half don't, to Atlanta. It don't undermine the Falcons though. They are a good team, but they're not. Gonna, they should. The, the Seahawks should win by a, at least a field goal, pretty yeah. easy in my on mind. On paper, the Falcons are a really good team. On paper. Well, let's see it against Seattle. I like Falcons still have Matt Ryan as their quarterback. Yes. yes. That is sad. Yes. I mean, last well, season. Wait, they wait, wait why? Man's not, a former MVP. I understand what he is. No, you don't. Yes, I do. He blew that lead. Okay. That was all him. Him and the defense. Him and the play calling. That's true. Yeah. It was the whole team. So did team. the Warriors. <laughs> and what's your third game, Tom? Third game, I got Carolina uh, plus two and a half against Vegas. Carolina, you just can never count out a team like that when they have Christian McCaffrey. And we don't know what the Teddy. Las Vegas Raiders are going to be. Yeah. We just – John and Gruden has a I knack look, of losing games in strange ways. Like and I, It could be that type of like game. Like, I look at that game and I see – you know the Raiders. We don't know what they're going to be, and it's the same thing with the Panthers. But there is, a, like, a security blanket in Christian McCaffrey. I just want to say I'm. I love Gruden. Like I, I think he's yeah, a great I know. head coach. I do too. And I really hope that the Raiders can be good sometime soon. And I'm really happy Vegas got a team. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I'm a little upset it had to be Oakland because you know Oakland yeah, has Oakland. a really long yeah. tradition. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Oakland lost all of their teams basically except for the A's, and it's sad. But it's just, you know, I, I like Gruden. I like Vegas. I like that Vegas is starting to become an actual sports city, which I think they always should have been because the amount of tourism they get, who's not going to go there yeah. and be like, oh, I'm here. Let's go see a football game or let's go see a hockey game or soon, hopefully, let's go see a basketball game. Like, people are going to want to do that, especially if you can gamble in the arena. Like, think of the money you can make. And I just think, I really hope Vegas is good this year. That's just me, though. I, I like. I also think the Raiders have super dope, like, you know, uniforms and everything. Yeah. The black and the white just looks so good together. Couple uh, things about that. Number one, um, tickets for the Raiders when they come, when there's fans back, you know, there's going to be a lot of money being made off ticket revenue. Those tickets are not going to be yeah. cheap. Yeah. No, they're going to be expensive, and for a good reason. You're in Vegas. Like, who could have ever thought you could go to Vegas and see a game? Even a, I think a baseball team would do well in Vegas, because like people two, do nothing all day in I, Vegas. You yeah. think they can't go see a, a midday game? As much as I would love a basketball team in Vegas, it would be a crime if they got one before Seattle got theirs back. Yeah, it really would. Seattle no, yeah, is a I very starved basketball city. I also think New Jersey needs a basketball team, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying I think Vegas could do well and make a lot of money with these teams. I don't think New Jersey needs a basketball team. Why not? Well, it's just because I see Vegas, or what were you talking about, Seattle? Yeah. I mean, those are so far away from other sports teams, but here you got the Knicks and the Nets so close by. Right, but I think... Nets should have never left. I don't think are, the Nets should have ever left. I don't think so either, they but they're still... Like half hour, 45 minutes away. I know a lot of people who stopped watching because of it. Right, and that's... But 
Here's the thing. New Jersey is a very big basketball state. I, I, think, college, it, I think it's the next – either the next NBA draft or the NBA draft after that, out of the top ten prospects, I think like four or five are from New Jersey. Which is insane the, for the fact that we don't have a basketball team here. Like, New Jersey no, no, is no, – it, it was the next uh, crop of high school players going into college, the top ten, like four or five of them are from New Jersey. Which is – it makes sense because we are a huge basketball state. Basketball runs deep Islanders. in Jersey. Rutgers is even starting to do well this year. Four for three, basketball. four three Islanders. Eric just said it. What the? Okay. Who scored? Good. Do you know? I think with New Jersey too. Uh, well, John said I don't know that. I don't know why that many fans would abandon the team because they move so close. New Jersey's weird. Yeah. It's almost like if it's not Jersey, <laughs> I don't care. Mm. That is a very good and, point. And it, it's different and, It's different when they never had a team. It's yes. different with, like, the yeah. Giants or the Jets. Because they're not representing New Jersey. Even, even if uh, the, hockey a if little bit If the Devils for a long left, time. I feel like a lot of people would not follow the team fan-wise to the next city. Oh, 100%. Because and they left Jersey. They, they abandoned us. Yes. It's not really... It's not really 30 to 45 minutes away. It's really, with traffic, more like an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, it also depends. Yeah, sure. Well, no, but, you know, Meadowlands is right across the river from New York. It really just depends on where you're coming from. If you're from South Jersey and you were a fan of the Nets, and now the Nets are all the way in Brooklyn, you're not going to see a game. I can, really I can say it. this as a Devils fan. I'm not sure if Nets fans felt the same way about the Knicks. You look across the river... Yeah. At the city and everything, and you, you just spit on you just hate those guys. <laughs> yeah. You don't know why, but it's something inside you. We share this river. Yeah, New it's Jersey. Let's do Devils Rangers. It's the Hudson River River rivalry. Yeah, and it's like it was so much better when you, the Devils were in the Meadowlands, and you could see yeah, the city it, from it's the parking like, lot. Listen, that's a big city. It, it feels almost more communal here mm-hmm. than it does there. And it feels like it's more New Jersey. It's all of us versus New York. Yeah, just the one city. Yeah, that's it's the like, thing about New Jersey. It's teams, difference. Though. Giants, Jets. It's different. Yeah, no, it's the completely Devils different. Did their parade in the parking lot of the Meadowlands. Yeah. Yes, but that's the thing with New Jersey. We're one state. We don't have a lot of professional teams. We don't have that whole. We're not a big state either. But like on the grand scheme of things, I think we're like third or fourth yeah. smallest, something like that. Like we're not. We're not big. So when people, when when a professional team is here, we latch on to them, and when they when they leave, we feel like they abandon us, like they're gone. They they said fuck off, Jersey. We don't need you. So it's a little annoying when you see the Nets, who were doing fine in Jersey, say, ah, we're gonna go to uh, Brooklyn. They were doing fine. In fine. Jersey. They, they sucked. Fine. No, they were a bad team, but they were still selling out uh, seats. I was at some of those games. It sellout's a tough word to use. We- the tickets were sold out. Right. The arena was not full. No. It, my, my question, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, when Yi Jian Lin was the starting center, I know people yeah. were getting free tickets to the Nets. Yeah, I got – every Nets game I went the to, the tickets Harris were free. Got a lot I only of ever went to one Nets game and it was free. Uh, yes. You see, because I was going to ask whether it was, like, really just people kind of being upset with the team moving or – because I remember they had some real bad years in the first – couple years of Brooklyn with the Billy King era and all eventually they did that trade for uh with the, you know for Paul Pierce and Garnett to try and go all in in Brooklyn and that backfired horribly I, know, I just know the team struggled for a good a good while there so Dude, I wasn't sure if that's right but you want to talk about teams touch. struggling John what about the Knicks 
The Knicks have been oh, struggling listen, since we had the seventies. Years in that time span, I don't need to hear about that. Dude, <laughs> if the Nets had won that championship in 03, they the stayed. same year the Devils won the Stanley Cup, New Jersey would have been on top of the damn world <laughs> when it came to I, professional I think sports. It would have been amazing. I think if New Jersey plays Sacramento in that 02 Finals instead of the Clippers or instead of the Lakers. I think, I think New Jersey wins that series. I I think that New Jersey honestly deserves a football team. But that's so far out of the picture that it's never going to happen because no one I don't respects like that. New Jersey as a football state. I, I hear the uh, I, I hear the campaigns to make the Jets the New Jersey Jets. I've heard it. But listen, I hear that, and I can't have them playing in East Rutherford anymore. No, I, would I completely need them in, agree with in, that. I'd want them in Central Newark. Jersey. I'd want them in Newark. I and not a, not a city city. You don't want them in a city? <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, listen, listen. I I would love to, I would love I love that the Giants play so close. I really do because it, there's something about being a Giants fan that's different than being a Jets fan. John, how did you become a Jets fan? No, yeah, there is. John, John, how did you become a Jets fan? John, how did you become a Jets fan? It was inherited, kind of. You know, like more or less. You know, you just. Wake up one day when you have, and the, the game's on, and the Jets are playing. I'm like, what the fuck's on? With me, it was, I remember being woken up on a Sunday afternoon, my dad sitting me in front of the TV and saying, you're a Giants fan. And I tried to do that with you for so many years. That's kind of the same thing that happened to me. When yeah. I was little, Sunday was, we woke up, we went to church at 7 o'clock in the morning, we got home, football was on until we went to bed. And that was the entire day. We watched every game, and then when the Giants game was on, like we watched, we we flipped channels. The, watch the all Giants, the it's like a family thing. Yeah. It gets passed down being a Giants fan. When the Giants came on, that was all that was on. It was yeah. just the Giants. That was it. It runs in the blood. That's right. It does. That's really it. Like my dad is such a big like football guy. He like all other sports. He's kind of lackadaisical. Like yeah, I'm a New York fan, whatever. You know, like that's why I'm not a Rangers fan because my dad wasn't really that into hockey. Luckily, I'm a Devils fan because I was born and raised in Jersey. But when you get to football, that was my dad's shit. Football and baseball when I was really little, my dad loved the Yankees, and that's why I'm a Yankees fan. But football especially. I remember going to Giants games as a kid. I went to so many, I can't even count. I remember watching them win both Super Bowls. I was only nine when they won. Dude, it, it stems the chip that Giants fans carry for some reason. Like the working class <laughs> chip the yeah. Giants fans carry, it still it stems from when the mayor of Munaki, New Jersey, said if they don't want to have the Giants there do their parade, we're gonna have our fire department and our guys have the parade right here in Munaki down Patterson Plank Road, <laughs> right here. Yeah, because they may say New York, but they play in New Jersey. That damn right. The Jets are just here. Sorry, John. No, but it's so true. The Giants really like. They would never move out of New York, ever. But a lot of people from, I don't know, I'd say where the shore starts and up are Giants fans. Yeah. The Jets are the, the, the minority. Yeah. And then there's South Jersey that's East. We don't talk about that. They don't yeah, care. we don't talk about South Jersey. South that's Jersey relevant. and North Jersey are two different South states. Jersey, basically <laughs> Pennsylvania light. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Other than the shore, the shore's ours. The rest of it, Pennsylvania light. Honestly, Listen, even the shores of it yeah. is Pennsylvania light. It's pretty much invalid for this argument. You're a Viking fan. 
Yeah, uh, I had a choice. yeah how did that happen, Eric? I was Eric? a Giants fan, my dad was a Viking fan, and I chose to side with my dad. That's a shitty choice. Honestly. You could have but seen I'll two say Super Bowls in your there's life. There's nothing more fun in sports for me than football weekend actually in Minnesota. Because literally, we go to the hotel, we're in the, you know, the breakfast area, everybody's in purple. Literally everybody there. It's nuts. I do Apparently, wish. nothing more terrifying than a field goal in the playoffs, though, right? Really? That's from the Jets fan? I still, I still can't believe Blair Walsh missed that <laughs> kick. Literally, it was just right in front of me. I had to. It was a chip shot, Eric. <laughs> I could have made that kick. <laughs> uh, Islanders 5-3 final. Let's go. Wow, 5-3. Good for the Islanders. That's another Two weird one. Series. That's another weird one. When I'm a Devils fan and I think New York, I don't think the Islanders. They're Long Island. They don't even count when it comes to that right. Long Island guys. actually wants to be their own state. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. Long Island does not affiliate themselves with New York. We got off of Sunday spreads. Eric, what do you like this Sunday? Okay, yeah. I don't know how nobody said this one yet. I'm taking the Eagles at minus five and a I got, half. I got the Eagles minus five. Minus five and a half. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that was one of your picks. But yeah, I'm going with the Eagles minus five and a half. I like what Tom said with the Bears at plus two and a half. I, I took that one too. I also like the Bengals at plus three. Bengals getting three from the Chargers. I think the Bengals will win that game outright. I do too. Uh, John, what do you like Sunday? Sunday, the one I'm eyeing... First, first and foremost is the one that Trish said first. The, the Ravens minus seven and a half. I think that they're going to run away with that game, and the Browns are going to continue. I've read today that they've actually lost, or they've been winless for the past fifteen years on opening day. So wow. I think that streak's going to continue. Jesus. <laughs> um, oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> John doing his research for for tonight's episode. What else, John? Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say probably the Patriots minus seven. Just looking at it now, I think that they're going to come out and the Dolphins are going to look really bad considering that Fitz Tragic's going to be the one starting to tomorrow on Sunday, not Fitz He's, Magic like we we're expecting. Do you mind if I weigh in real quick? What was that? Do you mind if I weigh in real quick? Go ahead. All right, well, these these are just things that aren't going to happen, and, and uh, John's just carrying the hate with Fitz Magic. Because he no, went ten and he's six not and missed off the playoffs. The There's no way he come. He starts good. I saw him beat New England last year. Yes, but he has to. Earn, he has to steal the starting job from someone else. You understand? He can't just be giving it, giving it. Because then he. Remember two years ago when Ryan Fitzpatrick for like the first three games was like an MVP candidate with Tampa. And the, then no, the the best the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing ever is when he held out for that one-year contract with, the, with the one-year option. That was uh, the Jets, right? Yeah. That was oh the Jets. And he yep. got so much money. John, what's your last game? This Was that Patriots minus seven? Uh, yeah, Patriots minus seven. And then I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the Niners minus six and a half. I think that game's going to be pretty close. Definitely by one score, like it says. Okay. All right, so that's our Sunday spreads. Uh... DraftKings courtesy lines $5 bet on that parlay of any three of those teams is going to cash out $34 so you're netting 29 there uh, I had Colts minus 8.5 Eagles minus 5.5, Seahawks minus 2.5 Tom had the Bears plus 2.5 the Seahawks minus 2.5 and, and the Panthers plus 2.5 Tom keep it with the low lines Trish Ravens minus 7.5 Packers plus 2.5, Bills minus 6.5 
Zach with the Ravens minus 7.5, 49ers minus 6.5, Seahawks minus 2.5, Eric with the Eagles minus 5.5, Bears plus 2.5, and, and Bengals plus 3. John with the Ravens minus 7.5, Pats minus 7, and 49ers minus 6.5, and, and then Kyle with the Colts minus 8.5, Seahawks minus 2.5, and, and Rams plus 2.5. Again, $5 netting you 29. I know Zach's betting it. I'm betting that. Are you betting that this weekend? I might. Okay. All right, uh, so that's going to wrap up this episode. We're going to see you again on Tuesday after the football Got weekend had concluded. Down for the Raptors. Who's down? Don't be Siakam. Uh, Don't be num- Siakam. Don't. Number three. Oh, Anubi. OG, OG and Anubi. OG and Anubi. Oh, yeah, no. What's the Anubi. score? <laughs> What's the score? It is 60-55 Boston with 6-11 to go in the third. Trying to, trying to get to the next round there, the Toronto Raptors. And the Islanders did win tonight to make the series 2-1. All right, so we'll see you next Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Men. Touch icing also every Thursday. New episode of uh, Zach's podcast, always amazing. Talking about the Mets will be up later tonight, early tomorrow. So enjoy the weekend of football, and we'll see you again on Tuesday.